This episode of the Blue Hawaii Podcast is brought to you by Homebrew in Paradise. Homebrew in Paradise. That's Homebrew in Paradise, your one-stop shop for all your beer, wine, cider, and fermented food-making needs. Go on in there, mention the Blue Hawaii Podcast, and get 10% off all of the starter kits and recipes that they have available. That's Homebrew in Paradise. Where's that located? 740 Moava Street in Kalihikai. Homebrew in Paradise. Election season is ramping up. Politico is reporting... Hot new barnstorming headline tour sweeping the nation. Are Give you ready the people for this? what they want? Give the people what they want. You asked for it. You demanded it. Hillary and Bill Clinton are doing a 13-city arena tour billed as an evening with the Clintons. Tickets. <laughs> Which is what everybody wants right Everybody now. wants. Yeah. Tickets on sale for between $120 and $370 with the proceeds going to, you guessed it, the, the Clintons. Clintons. <laughs> uh, I can't. Th- I, I'd rather go to the I'd rather go to the dentist. I'd rather go to an evening with like Pinochet. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the, the, Hillary's a capable. She would have been a fantastic and capable executive, but, but like, oh, that sounds awful. Yeah, and like, oh, oh, well, do you see like now her her new press rehabilitation tour? She's saying, well, like what Bill did, that was not an abuse of power. Like Which, Monica Lewinsky was a grown woman. Like, okay, it's like have you no sense of, of like self-awareness at all yeah it's like hashtag me too but not 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 like me yeah no no them. hashtag me too but not her uh, <laughs> yeah i'm um, with her some might say i'm referring with, to monica lewinsky i'm with her asterisk yeah yeah <laughs> i'm yeah uh oh so you know we've got we're getting a lot of positive response to our um a live show announcement our, yeah well that wasn't where I was originally going, but hell yeah, live show announcement coming up. When much, is it? Much more entertaining than an evening with the Clintons, we promise you. An evening with? Josh and Ryan. Oh my God, an that sounds with, amazing. An evening with the Blue Hawaii Podcast. And all the proceeds will go to covering the rental Covering, covering the rent of Mars Agreement. Yeah. November 8th, 7.30 p.m. Mark your calendars. November 8th, 7.30 p.m. Be Mark's there. Garage. Bring a friend. Cash bar. BYOF. Like... Bring your own friends yeah. and your own food. And you can bring your own food, yeah. Do not bring the Clintons. Do not bring the Clintons well, unless Bill wants to be interviewed and held accountable. <laughs> we're going we're gonna to say I think some, if we'll we'd say be some, the ones to do it. We'll say some stuff that... Yeah. Uh, that we will not regret that we, <laughs> until we listen to it a year from now. Oh, my goodness. Yes, but anyway, November 8th, live, uh, live show. Be there. Mark's Garage, 730. Shout out to them. Yeah. We often hear Halloween meaning white person in a negative connotation, but is a perfectly good word. It means foreign introduced to foreign origin or foreign introduction. So in Hawaiian, anyone or anything that is not native to Hawaii is haole. I'm Leilani Poli Ahu. Ahui ho. Haole. Haole is a perfectly good word. Welcome back to the Blue Hawaii Podcast. I'm Josh Michaels. And I'm Ryan Little. Ooh, we've got a good show for you today. Ooh, we got a good one. So we are talking to our dear friend, former artist of the month. And like literal best human the I've nicest, ever met. The nicest guy I think I know. I would seriously like, after talking to him, I'm like, I would marry him. Yeah, same. Like, if I were into guys, he'd be like numero uno on my list. Matt Makakwak photographer extraordinaire at mm quack on instagram he's gonna talk to us about his craft his story uh his passion his passion yeah and he has a lot of passion yes i don't mean it like that no but you're gonna love it you're gonna love this interview but until then we have just a few uh interesting stories out there from the world that's right why that we'd like to talk to you about how about that one job should be enough strike yeah so uh basically the best summary i've seen uh the problem with america is the people that make $700 an hour have convinced the people that make $25 an hour that the people who make $725 an hour are the problem. Well, it's like, uh, you know, there's that that example of uh, America right now is where like the, the rich, there's 100 cookies at a table and yeah. the rich white guy comes and takes 99 of them, looks at the poor white guy and goes, hey, that black guy over there is going to try to take your cookie. 100%. That's, yeah. yeah. It's like, that's, that's where we are right now. It's like, yeah. fortunately, the strike's entering week two yeah. and... Local five does not show signs of slowing down. I saw they're like, they're getting a ton of coverage. Yeah. I saw the estimated economic impact yeah. uh, at one point, And I don't know who did this. So I don't know if this is reputable, but I saw it in the paper was $80 million already. Um, I also saw that the American Dental Association is having a conference in Waikiki where they're bringing in 15,000 people. And there's a whole lot of people on strike right now. Is the ADA, so, are they booked at a Marriott hotel? Or oh, a guarantee. Hotel? I mean, 
if you think like they that's royal hawaiian that's like true. if you're a freaking dentist from the mainland and you're bringing your family out where are you staying and i'm like come on now all right dentist don't that's cross a very strategically planned strike don't on the cross the picket five. line no 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 uh so canada became the second nation on earth after the great nation of uruguay to legalize it yes yeah. so Ladies and gentlemen, no matter what happens on November 6, 2018, we can literally all move to Canada. We have now. an escape plan. It'll work. Canada just seems like it like feels like Canada is like living America's best life right now. Yeah. Our you know, our federal government ran a 700 or is running a 779 billion dollar deficit this year. Do you remember when deficits mattered? Oh, I do. Back when um, Democrats when yeah. the black guy was in office. Yeah, when the black guy was in office. Yeah. So, uh if it was not for four policies, specifically the Bush tax cuts, the Trump tax cuts, the Iraq and Afghan wars, and new Pentagon spending, which we always seem to have money for, uh, we would have run a $156 billion surplus. So when you think about why these workers are on strike, remember, Kyoya got 45 milo from the tax cut. And meanwhile, these guys can't even get a dollar raise. So um, we, so I did the math. Yeah. Because we got into a bit of a Twitter spat right. with, a, with someone who I will not call out on the show. Um, and they were asking, can Marriott and Kyoya afford this? Yes, they can. And the answer is obviously unequivocally yes. Yeah. So Marriott made $600 million yeah. in their first Six, quarter of in the, profit. In one quarter. Yeah. So it's $2.4 billion if you annualize it, right? But then assume also quarter one is probably a slow quarter. Like quarter two and three is where your money is. Mm-hmm. Um, they made $600 million. If Marriott paid everybody 35 an hour... In Waikiki, this is everybody mm-hmm. that's striking right now at Local 5, all 2,700 And they're workers. not asking for that. They're asking for They're only much asking less for 27 yeah. with small incremental raises after that. If they paid them 35 an hour, it would only cost them $70 million a year. So it's barely 10% of what their first quarter profits and were. And all the shareholders will still be stupidly rich? Oh, absurdly stupidly rich. Yeah. So it's basically, the answer is easily yes. But yeah, Yes, they can afford it just and they like, should. Just like the tax cuts you know, that they lied and said they were going to pay for themselves because supply-side economics is BS. Now they're going to go after Social Security, Medicare, and unemployment benefits. So basically, we're all going to be subsidizing... Uh, the wealthy big, yeah big employers who don't want to pay their folks a living wage which and is what we've be been doing yeah we're just gonna be more of same uh so, also yeah just one more thing yes so even when you say well it's 70 million and somebody might say well okay but if they paid everybody all their employees this is just 2700 and waikiki if they paid all their employees a fair living wage they would go broke you also have to remember that uh their corporate finance people get paid lots of money every year to figure out ways to spend their money so that they have their their balance sheet look like a loss so realistically they probably could have their profits even higher but they keep spending it on you know little things to make it look like they have a loss for tax purposes Mm. which now is going to be even easier to do because they just got a massive uh basically a corporate finance dream of a tax cut so uh that's wonderful they can afford this stuff And let's stop subsidizing the rich. So speaking of, you know, we're talking about rich people taxes. Um, we're going to shift to local news. Um, you know, everybody has probably seen that TV commercial at this point with the four former governors uh, coming out saying they oppose the constitutional amendment to uh, allow property taxes collected by the state instead of just the counties. You know, we can we can get into the fact that like, yeah, all these guys probably own, you know, second and third homes. And they're sure. all rich. and they're But it doesn't matter anymore because the Supreme Court has invalidated the Con Am ballot question. It's been struck. Uh, basically, the question will remain on the ballot. Uh, they're going to have to put out an announcement saying it's invalid and wh- whichever way you vote, it's not going to happen. Okay, so here's so here's the question as it will appear on the ballot as the legislature put it out. And this is what the Supreme Court said. Um, was invalid because it was vague and unclear. Shall the legislature be authorized to establish, as provided by law, a surcharge on investment real property to be used to support public education? Which is like, okay, what is public education? Right. Like, it sounds That's great, a ve- right? It's, it's a very broad I'm, and very... I, I think this was probably the right call. You know, Whatever you think yeah. about the merits, the pros and cons of having this tax, I feel like... This language sucked. Yeah. I mean, you, you think that there's, again... Cle- it's supposed to be... The, the, the Constitution and the H- Hawaii Revised Statutes say it has to be clear and not misleading. And it's not very clear. And you could say it that... easily be misleading. It's misleading in that 
and that you it could, could mean literally anything. Yeah, you could just juice the pay for superintendents, yep. and then all of a sudden it's like, well, that supports education. Or you could, you know, buy trucks for the waterworks and be like, well, the waterworks are an essential function of the educational system, so that supports well, education. Also, calling it a surcharge, you know, versus calling it a tax. Yeah, it's like yeah, these also, are yeah. This was bad language, and so, we get why people would be upset about it, and we too want to fund public education. I mean, Josh's mom was a public school teacher for a very long time. Shout out to them. Uh, but this was the wrong way yeah. to do it. So the Supreme Court, a written opinion is gonna. They had to do it quick and get the decision out, you know, in time for the election. So a written opinion is gonna follow, explaining it a little more thoroughly. Uh, and if it feels like something we want to share with you, we'll share it. If not, we'll just keep going yeah <laughs> let's keep living our yeah. lives so speaking uh so con am uh not to be confused with the con con which uh public polling is showing it's probably not going to happen um, that's the con job about the constitutional <laughs> convention basically what it says every <laughs> every 10 years they ask the voters like should we have a constitutional convention and maybe like amend some stuff and we haven't done it since 1978 so the hgea which is the hawaii government employees association uh disclaimer of which i am a former member um, the ACLU, um, the Chamber of Commerce, and the ACLU, the Chamber of Commerce, and the unions, and the Sierra Club are all agreeing on something, which means when the Chamber of Commerce starts agreeing with the ACLU, yeah, you know there's something. Yeah, afoot. so they're saying they oppose the Constitutional Convention. Um, and Randy Pereira, the executive director of HGA, put out a, a very interesting op-ed about it. Um, basically. We don't always agree on every issue, but we all agree on this. Hawaii already has one of the strongest constitutions in the country that protects our shared values and leaves little room for evasion of those obligations. This coalition exemplifies that there are ways to build consensus and advance what is best for our community without the high cost and high risks that a con-con represents at this time. The chamber believes that without a clear benefit to the business community, it is not prudent to invest millions of dollars in a con-con. The Sierra Club raises concerns that a con-con could weaken existing protections for our environment, water resources, and our public trust lands. The ACLU cites that a con-con could open a Pandora's box for opponents of civil rights. None of us deny that Hawaii's government can and should do better, but we collectively question if a con-con is the panacea to today's problems. I don't disagree with them. No? I mean... The, We've seen, you know, Citizens United. Uh, that's it. Yeah. Big money is going to float in from all over the mainland. That's exactly right. And Hawaii voters don't show up. Before you know it, it's going to be like the official sponsor of public schools is Marriott. And, yeah. you know, Kyoya is the one who determines pay scales for government workers. Like, we're, we live in a time where... where the power of the corporatocracy is so strong that you don't you don't sort of open up and show them the source code on your on your system like yeah. not not now also let's really get to the heart of the issue which is we wouldn't need a con con at all if our legislators would actually do stuff if they actually yeah. had the courage to do the things that we want them to do as the people the con con would be unnecessary like for instance uh recreational cannabis use overwhelming support in hawaii for legalized pot and the legislators won't do it because they're terrified of their voting electorate um now if you're out there listening and you go why would they be terrified of their voting electorate i actually love it it's because us and all our friends don't vote now yep. i mean truly well, we, vote. we vote and then probably you listening vote but not all your friends are voting Nobody so are, what's yeah. happening is old people are setting the policy which is getting into a lovely article written by eric levitz in the new york magazine this week called millennials need to start voting for the gerontocracy kills us all uh and it says basically although america's voting age population uh, includes roughly equal number of millennials and baby boomers the 2016 electorate featured 14 million more boomers than millennials voters under 30 backed hillary clinton by 18 points but their verdict was drowned out by those over 65 who favored her opponent by eight points that's all that needs to be said about that yeah so great so to vote, please. Just freaking vote. Um, two more local news items before we take a quick break. Uh, we didn't talk about Hawaii versus BYU last week. We got waxed. Uh, waxed. But, you know, BYU also beat Wisconsin. So don't lose too much sleep over it. BYU has better talent than us. BYU is a good team. I think if Rolo keeps them where they're going in the same direction, I think we'll be able to beat BYU within three years. But as it is right now, it's going to be tough. Yeah. Other... Uh, you know, we we haven't talked about local politics in the races in a while because, you know, the joke is, you know, the primary is really what decides everything. Uh, but we did enjoy this moment from the Republican lieutenant governor uh, candidate Marissa Kearns at the lieutenant governor's debate. Her plan, scrap the whole rail project, and what do we do with it? Throw it all in the ocean. Throw it in the ocean. What a wonderful... 
I like job done. Tidy where it up. Where do they find these people? Uh, like what? I like. She seems like that's like an absolute Looney Tune of a solution. Yeah. Like that seems like a joke. Like it seems like something a second grader would say. That's well. Remember, this is the, these are the people that think uh, Charlie Kirk and Candace Owens are the bright intellectual vanguards of their movement. <laughs> I think so. Jordan Peterson's like the smartest man in the world. <sighs> he is though. Clean <laughs> he your room. Is. Okay, bucko. Uh, when we come back, we'll take a quick break. We're going to do a fun commercial for you. And when we come back, we're going to be two more white guys talking about Elizabeth Warren. <laughs> Woohoo! Can't wait. More on the Blue Hawaii podcast in a minute. Blue Hawaii. Blue Hawaii. So, welcome back. Everybody is talking about this Elizabeth Warren DNA test thing. Not that it'll solve anything because this is Trump's second round of papers, please, you know, birtherism. Yeah, why do people keep giving into uh, that? Yeah, my so three three main issues here. Again, you know, putting aside Elizabeth Warren running for president in 2020, which she probably is going to, and like if she's yeah. the nominee, I'll vote for her. Uh, one, three issues here. One, lots of Native and Indigenous folks are pointing out that basically what she did and what Trump has been doing and what she sort of validated is some colonizer blood quantum DNA stuff and not at all an appropriate way to gauge tribal membership or heritage. To be fair, she's not trying to claim tribal membership. Right. I mean, heritage, yes. But, but like, like to atomize down, you know, somebody's heritage like that is something that they're not on board with. And like, you have to respect that. I, I do. Given agree. their history. I, yeah, I think it's contextual, right? Because yeah. we do the same thing. Like, you like if I like I would say yeah I'm like seventy five percent Irish and like I've never been to Ireland I don't wear a kilt I don't have an accent I don't think Irish people really wear kilts either I don't know who wears a kilt Scots. exactly see I don't know anything about it shame on you um but what I'm saying oh, is Ryan like sure and be go Ryan you don't even know our history you don't even know your history boy what I'm, I guess what I'm, what I'm saying is like um with with respect to all the indigenous friends that I have and all the indigenous community um I, like. I get why they personally are upset, but I don't think there's anything wrong with being like, yeah, my DNA says I'm a little bit Native American. In a vacuum, I agree with you. However, for poli- like to do it for political gain is where I think I would I would divert from you there. I, I, I agree that I like I don't think she should have done it. Yeah. But I'm saying like this is not like right, but she- let's keep this all in context. Like, okay, it's her mm-hmm. and then like the other guy is like grabbing by the pussy. Yeah. Like And also the fact that like this is such a Democrat thing to think that like, oh, I'll bring in like objective facts. That'll surely get the Republicans to leave me alone on this issue. Well, and then it's even more of a Democrat thing for us to eat our own. And yeah. Instead of just being like, hey, that was an insensitive way to handle it. Handle it behind closed doors and have her make an apology later on or yeah. like some other grand gesture to the tribal and, and indigenous communities. Everybody's just like, let's crucify her. Let's just cut her freaking head off and and like leave her for dead. So there are two other two other main issues here. Uh, supposedly, you know, she and or Harvard held her out uh, as a native quote Native American professor, uh, and you know, going around emphasizing, oh no no, I totally got in on merit. I totally get on merit. You know, I was not hired because I was Native American. She kind of threw, uh, you know, unintentionally threw a whole bunch of Native American affirmative action recipients under the bus. That's true. Uh, well, and that's crappy. Yeah. And, I mean, that's, that is bad. Yeah. And number three, she's still, uh, this is cringy as hell. She submitted a recipe to a Native American cookbook signed Elizabeth Warren Cherokee. And the recipe was called Pow Wow Chow. That's bad. That's real bad. That's really dumb. <laughs> I, I, exactly. It's super dumb. And I believe Harvard may have held her out as its first tenured minority woman law professor as well. well that, I've heard that. I'm not, I can't confirm that. I've, like, so that's a little problematic. All of those things are problematic. Yeah. I'm just saying like they don't disqualify her. Like that one segment of her life in my mind mm-hmm. does not disqualify her from like all of the wonderful things she has done and has fought for and does stand for. And like, and maybe that's it, it. I'm fully prepared to admit if somebody calls me out on this, this is like the height of white privilege yeah. of saying that. Uh, and so if that's the case, like, please understand ahead of time, like I'm still learning and growing as a person too. But like, I think it's unfair for people to be like, Oh, she screwed up. She's like, she's out of like the club. This is also like the beginnings of what happened to Hillary in 16. Like, she was a flawed person. We're all like, we all have flaws. Uh, she was a flawed candidate. And then because Republicans maximized her flaws and because Democrats didn't 
just say, yeah, but despite the flaws, I'm going to still vote for her, as the Republicans did for Pussy Grab Man. Yeah. Hillary lost because everybody jumped to Jill Stein because Jill Stein seemed like a less flawed candidate until we find out later on that she's her, a total kook and a she's fraud. a total kook and like a lot of like the Russian propaganda was pushing people that way. Like Ugh. this in and of itself is that same thing playing itself out. And whether it's done by the Russians this time or not, or whether it's just ourselves who've now been conditioned by them to do this same pattern of behavior, it's working. So like, let's see the forest for the trees here. Let's keep level heads and understand that people make mistakes and do dumb things and that they don't have to be like executed in the streets for that. Yeah. I will leave you. We'll, we'll end this segment. We'll leave you with the words of our dear friend, Megan Moniz. Uh, that way it's not indigenous just, woman, indigenous woman. That way it's not just too indigenous ha- woman who we respect a lot. She's a badass dude. She's badass. I'd, I'd, she should run for president. I'd vote for her. I'd vote for Megs. Uh, follow her on Twitter, please. At Megmo 808. Uh, her take on the Elizabeth Warren DNA test, this whole saga. Public service announcement. One's DNA is not mutually exclusive to tribal membership and vice versa. Federal Indian law acknowledges tribes' ability to make that determination based on the sovereignty. Senator Warren knows and respects that. Trump doesn't. Two, if you want to be an ally, go brush up on federal Indian law. Trying to talk to ignorant Howleys about how blood quantum is actually a weaponized tool created by greedy colonizers is so exhausting. Nuance and introspection is important. Hashtag gaslighting. Hashtag Warren 2020. So basically, as with everything else in life, a woman of color put my five minutes into a very concise 45 seconds and said it with way more depth than I could ever say. Thank you, Megan. Hashtag check your privilege. Right? <laughs> so this is and this is interesting, too. Um, There's another. Uh, so we want to just put another story on your radar talking on this whole idea of questions of race ancestry indigeneity uh colonizers using the blood quantum against native peoples uh pay attention to a case called davis versus guam the ninth circuit just held arguments here in hawaii at the richardson school of law and the question is essentially should non-native residents of guam have a say in the territory's future relationship with the united states what does that realistically mean basically so uh this is a non-binding a poll, essentially, a referendum that the, that the folks in Guam uh, are asked to vote on. It's what should our future relationship with the United States be? Essentially, uh, it's a symbolic. The, the attorneys are saying it's symbolic. It's not going to have any actual effect. Um, right now, it would include only those who were granted U.S. citizenship through the 1950 Guam Organic Act and their descendants. It's not limited based on race. Voters would have three choices, independence, statehood, and free association, we talked about that last week with Shaw, with the United States similar to what island states that allow the U.S. exclusive military access to their land and waters while their citizens have the right to work and live in the U.S. Arnold Davis, a white non-Chamorro, Chamorro are the indigenous people of Guam, sued in 2011 after his application to participate in the vote was denied. Last year's ruling concluded that even though Guam has a long history of colonization and its people have a right to determine their political status within the United States, it's unconstitutional to exclude voters simply because, quote, they do not have the correct ancestry or bloodline, end quote. So this is relevant to us here in Hawaii because this came up in the context of, we talked a little about this uh, in the race for Office of Hawaiian Affairs. It used to be only Hawaiians could vote for OHA. Um, but after Rice v. Cayetano, you know, Freddie Rice, a Howley, sued saying, hey, it's not okay. Um, the Supreme Court agreed with him. The Supreme Court agreed with him. And we urge you to check out, again, we uh, people saying it much better than we can. Uh, UH law professor Troy Andrade has written about this. Um, please go check out two of his essays, Legacy and Paradise, Analyzing the Obama Administration's Efforts of Reconciliation with Native Hawaiians. The other one is Rewriting History, Deconstructing the court's narrative of Hawaii's past, and essentially um, looking at the, the way the Supreme Court decided it, and the way that a lot of people have been calling out Elizabeth Warren, basically by turning questions of indigeneity, ancestry, tribal membership, where we here we were here before the United States, into a math or fractions game, and comparing it to any other heritage. Uh, this is where the problems get in. And, you know, we saw this, Brett Kavanaugh, one of the reasons Hawaii senators opposed him was, you know, he was saying, oh, programs like OHA that favor Hawaiians that were, you know, he doesn't look into the fact that they were designed to promote reconciliation between Hawaiians, the United States, and the aftermath of everything that happened. 
he says, oh, this is just, you know, racial favoritism the same way that like, if you had a pro like the office of Irish affairs or the office of Croatian affairs, it would be problematic. And the Supreme Court, when it went in on Rice versus Cayetano, it heavily went into this. Um, basically, the just uh, you, I'll, I'll quote one very briefly. Justice Breyer, appointed by Clinton, says, It seems to me that everyone who has at least one Hawaiian ancestor at least gets to vote, and more than half of those people are not native Hawaiians. They just have a distant ancestor. So that's, you know, that's that sort of thinking is at the heart of these questions that we're all trying to grapple with here. You know, after Rice v. Cayetano, Rice, the plaintiff, the Howley guy who said, Hey, I want to vote in Oha too, Professor Andrade quotes him. I'm proud to be part of Hawaii's history. It was good for Hawaiians and certainly good for the state. Got everybody thinking. Hawaiians took advantage of being able to play the part of victim and get entitlements based on race. They stepped over the line. The Rice decision made them step back. Like that's exa- That sounds like a normal, competent, uh, not at all racist person. Yeah, like the, the, the refusal to acknowledge and consider that the indigenous peoples of this land have a different relationship to the government and have different priorities and experiences and processes have been put in place to try to reconcile these things and help them advance themselves basically white people are upset because they're not sharing we want it too exactly and that's sort of what we're seeing in davis v guam well and then how ironic that then whenever those communities say okay well like will you guys share with us we're like well no bootstraps go get your own it's really like it's and this is this is a microcosm of what the GOP and conservatism and Trumpism is in general. Is basically race-based grievance politics. Yeah, race-based grievance politics. Continue afoot. Yeah. All right. And one last bit of local news before we get to our Bicky leak. There's mischief afoot. Shenanigans. This time in District 4. The city council campaign of Tommy Waters versus Trevor Ozawa, uh, who is the incumbent, is getting a little heated. Uh, KITV reports that Honolulu candidate Tommy Waters claims a smear campaign against him has been initiated by Mr. Ozawa. Um, with certain volunteers reporting that they've been followed, other volunteers uh, saying that their uh, banners have been removed from their yards, the signs have been removed, someone's car was reportedly keyed. Jeez. Uh, things are getting super, super uh, contentious in that that race. Um you know, politics is crazy as it as it is. Certainly not implying that Mr. Ozawa did any of this, or that he directed any of this, or that any of his supporters even did any of this. You're just saying that so your car doesn't get keyed. I don't want my car to be keyed. <laughs> uh, but no, sir, we have no evidence that it was Mr. Ozawa or any of his volunteers. Uh, Councilman Ozawa has. There's nobody's accusing him of anything in particular. Uh, politics is just crazy, and this is happening. So it does seem coincidental. But at the same time, all this is happening, KITV covered that. Uh, Mr. Waters had a press conference out in front of City Hall where he gave the speech uh, talking about what's been going on and how it runs contradictory to the views of Hawaii, the views that our nation was founded upon, how it's absolutely abhorrent. And then uh, Natalie Awasa, who was the third place vote getter and who got a sizable mm-hmm. amount of votes. She did not advance to the, to the runoff. Did with not advance the runoff. Waters and Ozawa. She just threw her weight behind uh, Mr. Waters. Uh, on a Facebook post, she said, people have been asking me why I support hashtag Tommy Waters. Tommy and I share core similar values, treating people with respect, support of the Honolulu Ethics Commission, transparency and open government. Good decisions depend on upholding these values as well as getting input from residents and taxpayers. People have told me they're afraid to state their opinions in public if they differ from Ozawa's. That's not good. Ooh. Uh, later on, she says, I support Tommy 100% and hope voters in District 4 will as well. Um, so, Does she elaborate on why people are afraid to disagree with trevor ozawa um no she doesn't really get into it too much okay um i think because their cars might get keyed i don't know (laughs) i have no idea but i think really the the point that is salient here is uh that this race is getting really contentious yeah that if all of miss awasa's voters vote for mr waters it would be enough to win the win the seat and so you would live in this district right yeah i know it's a secret ballot and all but do you have a dog in this fight? I'm writing in Wu-Tang Clan. I've been doing that every election since 2008. We don't have a write-in ballot. You've just been invalidating your ballot, basically. I've, I've, no, I've been defacing the voting machines. <laughs> I've been writing, I've been spray painting Wu-Tang on the voting machine and then... Protect your neck? And then I just get out. 
36 enter the 36 chambers that's right respect um yeah so the important thing is that all our district four listeners of which we have many you guys gotta go out and vote vote for whoever you think is the best person uh research them both and make an informed decision and you can listen to our interview with tommy waters and learn more about his campaign hashtag tbt throwback even though it's saturday not thursday whatever screw it um they may be listening to this they may be listening you may be listening or tuesday yeah perfect um, way back when we did our Path to the Primary series, uh, we, we sat down with Tommy at his campaign office and talked about his campaign and his vision for, for Honolulu. Uh, we didn't number those episodes, but it's three episodes after episode 28 with Governor Ige. So uh, you can scroll back through SoundCloud and find it that way. Also, for the record, we've reached out to Mr. Ozawa's office and have not gotten a reply. So we have tried to get both people on the show. All right. Well, back in a minute with a... Super special Bicky Leak. Bicky Leak. And uh, stay tuned. Blue Hawaii Podcast. Blue Hawaii. Blue Hawaii. Now, it's time for another Bicky So, we got a text from a person who would know. An ITK, an in the know, if you will. We have sources. We have we have we've got we've got plants all over the place and we've got people that hide behind those plants and then tell us what they hear between the leaves. That was a very good pun. Thank you. Turns out there's a little bit of a shakeup in the house in the Hawaii legislature. <gasps> what was it, Josh? I overheard Speaker Psyche and Sylvia Luke are on the outs because because <gasps> of his lack of leadership. <gasps> His chief of staff quit right after session and still hasn't been replaced. Also heard, Chris Lee will take over as judiciary chair. Chris Lee, the most handsome man in Hawaii politics? This very same. Oh. And that's our Biggie League. That's our Biggie League for the week. Now, back in a minute with our interview with Mr. Matt Kwok. Stay tuned. Blue Hawaii Podcast. Blue Hawaii. Welcome back to the Blue Hawaii Podcast. We are thrilled to have a very special guest in the studio today. We are joined by an artiste, a master of the still image and photographer. Matt Mock Kwok, local photographer extraordinaire, and our former July, August, September? I believe it's summer. Summer. Artist of the month. Perpetual artist in residence, artist of the month. Yeah. Matt, how are you doing today? Good. Thanks for having me, uh, Josh and Ryan. Appreciate it. what's up to all the Blue Hawaii podcast listeners. What's yeah. up, Matt? That <laughs> well, was them saying it back. <laughs> it's very, we, you know, audience participation is a hallmark of the it's show. Key. Yeah. So b- before we get into uh, why you do what you do, uh, just to introduce you to our listeners. Tell us a little bit about yourself, uh, your story. Okay. Um, well, my birth name is Matthew Albert Kwok, and uh, this is a small story later that uh, as to why I'm called Maka, but basically, um, born and raised here, Honolulu, Hawaii. Uh, went to uh, Punahou High School. Graduated Never heard Punahou of High it? School. Nope. No? No? Um, what is it? That's the thing, that's the Kenyan place, right? Is they, that? It's a small school. Yeah. Small. <laughs> it's it's like a, a, yeah? People who, people who go to Harvard say like, I went to a small liberal arts college just outside of Boston. Yeah. No, no, no. Not Tufts. <laughs> the other yeah, one. Right, yeah. Exactly. Okay. So, uh, graduate of, proud graduate of Punahou. Uh, sorry to say to a lot of people out there, but, um, uh, haters, then haters going to hate. Look, haters going to hate. Best friends went to Punahou. Okay. You ain't made it if you, if you ain't hated. So, uh, <laughs> Ooh. um, then went to university of Puget Sound, okay. um, for undergraduate and then, I received my master's from um, the university Samuel Merritt University uh, in physician assistant. So okay. I'm actually a practicing. Uh, that's my full time, my real grown Day up job. job, my grown up, grown up adult job. Okay, that's a very that's a very adult job. It's uh, fairly adult, I guess. I don't, I don't like how you guys are using the term adult right there. <laughs> <laughs> Adulting. That's the like, especially because like hashtag? you, it's a very it's a adult. Very, very, job. A very, you know, yeah, he's okay. not like a porno physician. You have to get like, very he's a real. You have to get very say intimate that way. with your patient. <laughs> that's, that's when you say it that way. Let's. I guess we're gonna transition from the word adult. <laughs> uh, in case anybody's uh, future employers are out there listening, uh, Maka is not a porno. No, just disclaimer. He's a yeah. real, yeah, just get a real actual, totally not sexy. I mean, he's sexy, but like the job, the job is not. Thanks thanks for clarifying. Yeah, you're welcome. You're welcome. (laughs) And then, so you also do photography. I also do photography. Um, it's start. I didn't actually start doing photography until 
I graduated from PA school. Really? Yeah, so I got my master's and... Um, so where is Samuel Merritt? Oakland, California. Okay. Good question. Oakland, California. On the mean streets of Oakland. But Oaktown. It's, it's up and coming. Oakland's a great city. Great place to visit. Doesn't get enough love. People go to San Francisco. Yeah. Then I'll go to Oakland. But Oakland's great. But um, that's just a little, small little plug for Do, do you ever Oakland. see the Dave Chappelle thing about uh, why everybody in San Francisco is so happy? I don't think I did. Because all the black people are across the bridge. Oh, <laughs> okay. That sounds like something Dave Chappelle yeah. Did you see... Uh, so also, speaking of Oakland, you've seen Black Panther, right? Yeah. Okay, good. Okay, sorry. Please yeah. continue. <laughs> okay. <laughs> True. Um, if you just said no. If you said no, like, all right, thanks to everybody. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it for the Matt show. Kwok, he does photography. Yeah, right. Talk to you later. <laughs> uh, great movie. Um, and then, uh, so I started after PA school. Um, I saw my friend using a, a GoPro in the water. Yeah. So he took pictures of the waves. And, you know, this has been done for a long time already by um, surf photographers many years ago. And then yeah. uh, Clark Little recently made it famous. Sure. And Zach Noyle, another yeah. Punal graduate, uh, is really great at it. But um, my friend, just my, you know, my, my good friend Casey, he started doing it with a GoPro at Sandy Beach. And I'm not a good surfer. So the backstory, backstory is why I love surf photography is because I'm not a good surfer. So I can't surf. So I need a purpose to be in the water because mm-hmm. yeah. I shouldn't be out there if I can't surf. Yeah. So I figured, well, I could swim, put fins on, and then if he can put use it with a GoPro, maybe I could do that. So I started copying him and, and doing that. And, and um, I realized I love it. And it gave me purpose in the water. And then what transitioned from, well, what started as just surf photography in the water uh, and wave photography specifically uh, transition to anything that would get me outdoors, um, anything that would allow me to travel outside and and just kind of, you know we live in a beautiful place. Yeah. Hawaii is yeah. like Have you always been like a nature outdoors water guy? I've, yeah, I've been a water guy. I've always, I gotta be honest, I don't love hiking. It takes me a lot to. Just I don't like love out. hiking either. Yeah. It takes me a lot to like get out and like oh, let's Especially go like walk. Like, like in Hawaii too, it's like well, okay. So if I hike to the top of this ridge, I see Kailua. If I hike to the top of that ridge, I see town. Like, all right. I'm just like, yeah. it's the, I don't get it. It's like, almost I'm, blasphemous to be a photographer in Hawaii, uh, like an outdoor lifestyle photographer oh, like sure. me and be not love hiking. So I don't publicize you that like too to much. But, hey, everyone, that. <laughs> yeah, I like to advertise, but here we are talking about it. But, any, but yeah, know, the truth comes out. Bit, but you can't hide on the Hawaii I'm, podcast. Yeah, I'm trying to tell everybody out there, you know, you don't have to love hiking. You don't yeah. have to love being outdoors to love photography and to love, you know, yeah. getting outdoors. I really like the, the, what you said about, um, it gives you purpose in the water mm. because I personally feel like, um, I feel like you, for me, I did not connect with Hawaii until I had purpose in the water, mm. like until I started surfing. Um, and I don't surf a ton as I don't surf nearly as much as I used to. Uh, I don't surf a ton in general, but like once you get in the water you like, it's like you access a whole different side of this place Yeah, and it's all of a sudden you connect with it in a different way Yeah, and you're no longer just like, Oh, I'm, you know, a tourist at the beach. It's like now I'm a tourist in the water, but, um, (laughs) no, you just, I don't know, like seeing the views, like riding the wave. It's just, it's something that's like, so, uh, it's very spiritual. I feel like when you have purpose in the water. Absolutely. Yeah, I think so it could be a great memoir, by the way. Yeah. Purpose in the Water <laughs> by Matt Kwok. That's, hey, that's yeah. an idea. Let's, let's, I'm going to say bookmark that in the, on the tab. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, that's a, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, soon you'll be our uh, writer of the month. Oh, okay. Yeah, literature is art. Yeah, too, once so. you get your memoir Careful. going. Yeah. <laughs> Careful. I'm going to need a very good editor for that one. <laughs> so, uh, so tell us a little bit about what's going on on your right cheek. Yeah. Right uh, I have a stary strip. That's the medical term for this okay. white bandage thing. So oh, you fan, would know. That's a fancy word I would for know. Yeah. I would know. Yeah. Um, I bring a little different element to this. Like I can know medical terms. By the way, I'm not really great with legal terms. So if you guys start quizzing me with all these uh, attorney type terms, I'm not going to know what the heck's going on. You know on. what, man? I, I think you have the mens rea that is uh, establishes sufficient competency to answer <laughs> any of these questions. The cards to, on the table, I'm not good with lawyer terms. I'm not either. I just threw a bunch out. I just yeah. threw a bunch out. Oh, I love that. I um, actually <laughs> have to look up quid pro quo. I, I had to do it for like three years straight. I know it now. Repetition is yeah. is great. But for yeah, I, I don't things. think that's actually a legal term. I think that's just a Latin phrase. That, But like half of what we do in the law is like reading old stuff written in Latin. Mm, yeah, that's yeah. true. Anywho, medical too. Anyway, yes. sorry. Yes, I, I digress. Um, I'm wearing a stereo strip on top of my uh, right cheek right now, and what happens a couple like of Nelly. Years, like Nelly, it's yeah. it's it's we're a couple of days away from Halloween, so I'm thought I you know get into it a little Except bit. If you're doing it vertically, I uh, I know Nelly's it's, was that's horizontal. The shape of my okay. scar. What am I supposed to do? Okay. Um. Anyway, so I have a scar on, underneath my on my cheek, and um, I was in the water as I usually am in Sandy Beach, and the sunrise is my favorite time to take pictures out there. And uh, I, a big wave came and took off my fin. And 
So it's my good. Fin- no, it's bad. It's actually, <laughs> but uh, and it was actually pretty big that day. It's bigger than I've been in the for a while. Well, well, I mean, Sandy, a long time. Sandy Beach. It's not like anything ever bad happens over there. Uh, very little. No, yeah. it's not like anybody ever you know people. snaps their neck. I almost drowned Jeez. in Sandy Beach Did one you? time. Gosh, you know, like a lot of good watermen drown in Sandy Beach. So every time I yeah, go I'm out bad there, one. yeah, yeah. Every, the yeah bad, bad ones. <laughs> yeah, about the bad ones. More uh, bad watermen have drowned than good ones, probably. But yeah, it's a dangerous place. But um, you just have to wash the water and you know and. You have to be respectful of the ocean. I think it's really important. Anytime anyone goes in the ocean, you have to be realize up. that you know we're just yeah exactly. It'll f you up. And so I lost my fin and uh, it's tethered to my. So it has a I have a fin saver, so it tethered to my ankle. So I'm trying to put it back on. So in order to do that, I'm shooting my water housing. I have to let go of my 12 pound water housing that is um, strapped to my wrist, yeah. and I think it's floating away from me. And I'm not too concerned about it, but. I'm trying to put my fin back on underwater, and I duck one wave and try, can't get it on yet. And then after one wave passes, I'm trying to put my fin on again. And then all of a sudden, I just feel another wave come, and it feels like a concrete slab hits my hits me in the cheek. And I, got, and I didn't realize you it was... got false cracked underwater. Totally. And it felt like a, either a slab of concrete or a bowling ball. And I wasn't sure... Which one? Initially, it felt like initially it felt like a sidewalk. Yeah, I Jesus. so I didn't know what happened. I first, I thought my water housing was actually away from me because it has a kind of a long strap. So I thought I thought it was safe from that. But I was like, gosh, I never felt I never uh, had water feel like that before. Like that hurt. So I had to. I almost maybe was concussed. I had to like kind of stumble back to the shore and like kind of I I touched my cheek. I was like, I don't see any blood. I feel like I feel like I'm okay. I'm like wow, how did I start? my face must be missing. I was like, that hurt. Like heck. And um, I was okay. And so I was like, ah, all right, I'm going to go back to shoot. And uh, I'd met this guy in the water, this guy named Ryan, uh, maybe five, five, ten minutes before that happened. And we you verified that was not me. No relation. No, this, no sorry. That's, yeah, yeah, that was not, not me in not the water. Ryan. There are a lot of Ryans out there. Like, there yeah. Is there a couple? It's, and I'm almost never in the water name? at sunrise. Yeah, well, and that, that's why I go out there. Not a lot of people are, so yeah. I love it. But another guy, another shooter was, uh, photographer was actually out there taking pictures too. And then he shoot looked at shoot. me. Shoot or shoot. And then he looked at me. He goes... Yeah. He goes, oh, dude, what happened to your face? I'm like, oh no, what happened to my face? <laughs> what, what did happen to my yeah, face? Like, what did happen to my face? And I said, it's not a rhetorical question. That is not a concrete in the water. Hit right. me. I, I was like, know. yeah, something's in there. And so I, I was like, well, uh, let me take a selfie. So I took a selfie, and he took a picture of me taking a selfie, and then I, I see this big gash on my face, and my first thought is, oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah, <laughs> chicks wow. did scars, right? Um, yeah. But uh, it looked it looked a little bit gnarly, and lucky for me that I'm an orthopedic physician assistant, so I have some connections. And so I, as soon as I got out of the water, I stayed in the water for like, I don't know twenty minutes. <laughs> then um, got out of the water, and then texted my uh, my coworkers, hey, hey, can you guys uh, stitch me up in, a, in half an hour? And they're like, yeah, sure, come by. Yeah, so, of course. Yeah, so that's literally what <laughs> hell we yeah. Do. Shout out to Thailand and Kai for uh, hooking me up. But um, yeah, I got this one shaving. <laughs> Is you have a scar from shaving? One time when I was uh, when I was in high school, I got a scar on my chin because. Uh, this guy tossed me a can of spray paint. We were like lining the no. football field and <laughs> graffiti. I just completely missed it. And the bottom of it hit me in the chin and it split my chin like wide oh, open. Oh no. A spray can. A sp- a sp- it was a heavy spray, spray paint, paint can. Oh, okay. It was like, it was like as big as my hydro flask, oh, okay. which is Damn. a 40 ouncer. So, yeah. so basically what we've, you, this is how dedicated you are to your craft. You bleed for your art. You yeah, bleed. it's photography is a total contact uh, sport. Uh, some Andy Warhol stuff, man. Yeah. Like, hey, thanks. You know, I, I, yeah, this is there's a lot of blood that goes into every post that I put in there on Instagram, and everything that I don't post. A lot of pictures I bleed for those too. But, sweat, tears. Yeah. Basically, <laughs> Maka has zero blood left in his body. Please stop letting him take photos. Yeah, thankfully, uh, every every day when he goes to work, he has to get an infusion. Yeah, yeah. looking still looking for donors. So continually. Yeah. But, so. Uh, in addition to being the artist of the month, you are blood type. Be positive. Be positive. Okay, yeah. Okay, okay. What do you know? How, how wow. apt. Wow. Because like. I try to be. You're a positive guy. Wow. We, Thank you. I try to be. That. Mine is O positive. I'm like, oh. Oh. Positive. Oh. That's positive. Oh. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Stuff you never expect. <laughs> and our social security numbers are. No, yeah. I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Last four digits of my credit card. <laughs> Date of birth. Mother's maiden name. Blah, well, blah, blah. So you've taken phenomenal photos. Yeah. You Thank really, you. really I enjoy your I stuff. Honestly, appreciate um, it. What's, the, what's your favorite place to shoot? Like ever? Uh, Sandy Beach in the water, definitely. Okay. Um, just because uh, I, I love starting my day in the water. And uh, sunrise, there's no one in the water. So yeah, no one likes waking up early. I don't think anyone really likes waking up early. So I don't mm-hmm. like waking up early, but I love being in the water uh, with no one in there. So I think that makes up for it. But um, if not Sandy Beach, I'd say... Favorite place on land? How about that? For us land lovers yeah, out there. Yeah, good question. Um, 
in Hawaii. Um, I would say out in um, the west side of Makua, Makua Bay, oh, yeah. Yokohama. It's it's gorgeous out there. Yeah. yeah. So good answer. If somebody wants to buy a yeah. print of your phenomenal photography, yeah. well, first, if you want to see it. Yeah. How do they see it? You got an Instagram page. Thank you. You got an Instagram page. You guys found me on there. It's at MM, my last name, and then, or sorry, at MM, and then my last name, KWCK. So MM for Matt Maka, and then KWCK. Um, uh, I also have a portrait page because I've been doing asked, being asked to do like a whole bunch of like Christmas card pictures, and I started doing some weddings, and I'm doing engagement shoots, and awesome. I'm doing couple stuff. I know it's been wild. So thanks for everyone who's been um, hitting me up for those. But my portrait page is at MM Quack underscore portrait. Nice. Yeah. So that's one way they can view my work on Instagram. And then I have a website too, which I need to update, but um, it's, it looks okay. Um, it's www.mattquockphotography, all one, no underscores or anything like that. Cool. And we'll put out links uh, to all these on perfect. our Thank media so much. Perfect. Thank you so much. Com. So uh, people can take a look at your work there. They can book you through Instagram. They can book Correct. you through the website. Correct. If they want to buy one of your prints. Yeah. I don't actually have a medium right now where I'm actually, it's, I haven't figured it out and other people doing it, but um, it's just taking so much time. But, you know, there's so many different mediums that you can print on and so many different sizes and, and things. So what I'm asking people now to do is just um, they uh, they can send me a uh, DM through Instagram or they can um, send me an email through my website. And then uh, that way they can just say, hey, I'm interested in a print. And then we can talk about uh, what size they're, you're interested in. Um, we can talk about what medium, you know, I can get and I can get prices that way. But um, that's probably the best way. And then. Um, I just want, I have to give a little bit of props, um, to pictures plus, who's also been a huge supporter of me. I'm, I sell some of my work at pictures plus. So if, if anyone's walking by pictures plus, they might be, um, or online pictures plus prints.com. I think where's pictures plus at, uh, pictures plus is in Hawaii, uh, all throughout Hawaii. They have one in the, um, Kamakana Ali'i out in Kapolei. Okay. And they have one in Kaka'ako area. Okay. Um, the one I frequent regularly is at Kahala Mall. Okay. Uh, I think oh, yeah, yeah, I know yeah, that Exactly. One. There's yeah. one next to CBK and Kahala Mall. Yeah. And um, and then on, online, picturesplusprints.com, um, they can find me. There's a feature artist on there. So they, they can go through you and get the best deal, or they can go through Pictures True. Plus or, or and give some get something over there. that's framed and a little nicer. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. You got it. All right. Do you have any advice out there for anybody who's interested in exploring photography or getting into any sort of creative field like that themselves yeah good good that's a great question because to be honest i i just have to say this um i had never ever considered myself a creative person um ever from when i was growing up small kid time to five years ago and um i didn't know that i could kind of do art and so the advice is to just um I guess if you're interested in that sort of thing, uh, especially photography, because I still can't draw or paint, uh, is to Not just yet. yeah, <laughs> no, that's uh, that's I think that's God, God given, man. <laughs> <laughs> I don't got it. Uh, some people got it, some people don't. I don't got it. <laughs> but um, I think just just do it. Just practice. You know, the best things, uh, the way, the best way to learn is to just do things. So, so I just picked up a camera, started doing it, and then you fall in love with things, and that goes. To, I think anything in life is just um, it's so easy to discover new passions, and once you do. I think just just go with it and just take it and just and keep doing it. I would agree. I mean, you know, I don't think what we do is necessarily art, but like half of it is just doing it and yeah. just do it consistently yeah. and you'll fail a whole bunch of times oh, and then be embarrassed about your early product, but then eventually you get something that's, you know, not as awful. And you guys are hey, you guys are I just got to say you guys are doing a great job Thanks, on this man. podcast. Yeah, I looked at the um the iTunes rating is 5.0 out of 5. Wow. So. Because like two people have rated it and it, no, they're both I, our moms. <laughs> no, no. Well, I saw one my mom D-bag. Can't, my mom doesn't know how to use I iTunes. I saw rating. one D-bag gave you guys a 4 rating and you guys still have a perfect rating. Wait, so. who gave us a 4? I don't know. It just it doesn't say who, but it shows that mm. one person gave it a 4 or it seemed like maybe it was a couple. I don't that was know. One of the, that was probably one of the Hawaii Proud Boys. <laughs> like they wanted to, they were like I'm going to I'm going to give these guys a one but then they're like you know what you know what this is pretty good (laughs) yeah this is pretty good analysis despite that so you know that's just not um like a couple people that rated you guys because despite that four star rating you guys still have a perfect five so so that's you guys are doing a great job obviously and uh, keep doing what you guys are doing love it well maka this has been great talking to you man um if there's any way that we can support you that listeners can support you We'll give you one final chance to just let people know. Listen, I <laughs> to this point, I've considered myself the Ross of photography. Um, I, I am a little bit cheaper than most of the other photographers come, and that's because I'm blessed with the opportunity to be a physician assistant. Oh, you meant the Ross dress for I was thinking Ross yeah. from Friends. I was, oh. thinking, I was thinking Bob Ross. Oh. And I was like, 
I was like, uh, like he's I guess like, there's I'm a lot of Rosses calm. out there yeah. too, huh? Like, I'm super calm. I should have like, went with Savers, maybe. Oh, Savers. Yeah, savers of photography. Savers. Nordstrom Rack. But then you're only yeah, like Nordstrom $10 to shoot too. a wedding. Yeah, I to, a little bit more than ten dollars. I'm like the I'm like the Walmart of photography. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of maybe the Costco. Tar- the, I'm that, the bargain yeah. bin. Of- yeah, yeah. But uh, but I'm blessed to to have this as my side gig, and I'm not bad at it. Found which is kind of cool. But um, so a lot of my of what I make um, through photography is I actually donate to um, different charities and what, different who do you like God, to- you're such a good person. <laughs> he is, he's he's like a friggin' he's this, basically a doctor. Yeah. He like <laughs> basically a doctor. Gives all his money to charity. Oh my god, dude. No, it's just you know what? I, he's like, you know what? It's no big deal. It's just ever since I adopted my third foster child I, yeah. I feel like I'm, I'm not. Am I doing enough to give back? Yeah, I ask exactly. myself that every night. Well, like, I want to. I want to give myself one more plug. I I am. So Hawaiian Airlines recently bought one of my pictures. Yeah, that's awesome to put up on on their homepage. So if you check Hell out yeah. HawaiianAirlines.com, so, I love you guys, Hawaiian Airlines. Thanks so much. Um, but there, my one of my pictures is on the homepage. Go check it out. Not on your mobile device because it won't work. Uh, iPads it will, but um, check it on your computer uh, or tablet and. Um, but uh, they were blessed to give me this uh, this picture right on the on their homepage, and uh, I think that gives me a lot of exposure. So I think I really think that I've been put in this position of doing well in my photography, not even trying to. That uh, I, I feel compelled that uh, I'm supposed to be giving back, and it's not for me to hang on to. It's it's supposed to help other people. And um, so if you want to support someone, a photographer who really I really do want to help other people and support other people and give back to um, um, to local organizations and charities, then hit me up. You know what? For a Punahou guy, yeah. it's all right. Are you sure you went to Punahou? <laughs> oh, man. Um, oh, I, well, actually, one more question before we let you go. Yeah, of course. Yeah. We asked this on everybody. Yeah. What's my favorite restaurant? Like, we what's your guys? restaurant, yeah, Rick? I listen, I listen to you guys, man. I, I, what's my favorite restaurant? I was thinking about that on the way here because I knew I was going to get asked it. And I have to go with, and it's, I will say, uh, I have a lot of different favorite restaurants. If you ask, say Zippy's, I'm going to cut your head off. Mm, well, I'm going to leave before we... <laughs> I'm just, just kidding. Not Zippy's. Go listen to the howling. So... I grew up. I'm just gonna go with my like my childhood yeah, long time. Yeah. It's this uh, small Chinese restaurant here in Kamaki, actually. It's called um, uh, Ducky. Ducky. Yeah. Have you guys heard of it? Yeah. Have you guys been, you guys always, been there? I always giggle when I read the name. Yeah. Because right. you can Ducky, say Ducky exactly. or Dookie. Yeah. Right. It's, yeah. So it's yeah we say Ducky and um, I kind of basically grew up on the Chinese food there. My family would always go there, and I'd have a lot of my birthday dinners there. Uh, that's like your family like that's, gathering. That's spot. my family gathering spot, and I haven't been there in actually a long time, but it's. It, you know, reminds me of my childhood, basically. And I've never been there. What should people get when they go? The salted duck egg. Uh, oh, beef yeah. broccoli is good. Um, the beef stew with tendon is phenomenal. Okay. At MM Quok on Matt Instagram. M.M. Check Quok. them out. MattQuokPhotography.com. All right. Well, thanks, man. Thanks, thanks for, for having here. me, you guys. Now, folks, we don't normally do this. Yeah, it's us again. Well, when, when, the inter- when the interview is over, we typically just we let it go. But we just found something out that about Matt yeah. that is too good. He's and and too he, important to and not say. He's too modest and humble to jump he back on with us. He decided himself. Uh, he's single. He is single. So he's a physician's assistant. He is a photographer that takes wonderful photos. He's an all-around like, human being yeah, that you is just would just envy quality, to know. Like if you're if you're you know if my son or daughter came home with Matt Makakwak, I would be like, <laughs> hell yes. I mean, and I'm. <sighs> I hate to say, like, he's are too very much, handsome. Man. He's incredibly handsome. He's super handsome. <laughs> he's got like, the Nelly thing going on. Oh my god! Okay. <laughs> you guys are so, too much. ladies, yeah, you know, you go to or whoever, whoever yeah. just wants to try to take a shot with Matt, DM him yeah. at mmquack on Instagram.com. He spends a lot of time in the water outdoors. You know, got a great tan. That's true. Yeah, that's <laughs> he true. Takes care of himself. Understands health. He's, he has great calves. Yep. Oh, yep. thank you. Yep, yep. Uh, and that's all we've got. So right. hit him up if you if you want to holler at him. And and. Punahou pedigree, that's not nothing. I'm telling you, if you want your kids to be, you know, yeah. well-regarded in yeah. this society. Yeah, yeah so uh, Matt Kwok, once again, thank you for being here. Blue White Podcast. Blue White Podcast.